16 minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. here on uh, Metro FM Talk on this uh, Wednesday. And uh, we now take a look at the top business and investment stories that are moving markets on this Wednesday. And uh, joining me to help me do this is the uh, head of trading at uh, Merit Securities, and that is uh, Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, my brother i want us here to maybe start with that uh, consumer price inflation number i, I was certainly i guess uh, uh, getting very huffed and puffed up here uh, because my view is that uh, 25 basis points up in November. Especially when we see the number coming in uh, so far from the midpoint here. Um, because um, I, was, I was also... Um, if, if you remember our, our last conversation, specifically around... Um, I think it was around just after the sub had announced the, the interest rate. Yes. Um, that they had a huge missed opportunity in terms of, uh, in terms of actually cutting rates. Um, and also we talked about inflation outlook to where I think I made reference to the fact that um, I personally do not think the next two, three months there will be any change or there will be a reversal in terms of the current um, decelerating prices pattern. So basically that's what came out today. Mm -hmm. Um, Prices, the headline number, uh, 3.6% down from 3.7%. And the core number, um, which excludes um, energy, also even lower than 4%. Um, As you... As you indicated, well, well away um, from the the midpoint, which um, the sub um, and the committee they are actually targeting of four of four point five percent. So, um, like it, 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 it's sad in a sense that um, even with these prices um, increasing at a slower rate, it still does not spare any demand, or rather, it does not um, does not sugar any demand um, from from our end. I mean, if you look at the um, if you look at a, a, a rather um, backward-looking number, this is now retail sales uh, for the month uh, for the month of October. Um, retail sales um, they're up slightly. Um, previously, they were up 0.4. Um, they came out in October at 0.3, and if you look at it on a month-on-month basis, they actually declined. Um, and we know the November number when it comes out might get a slight surprise on the upside mm-hmm. only because of that um, uh, Black Friday event. Yeah, but uh, surely that would, would that, that would be a seasonal factor. I mean, you know, it happens every November. But if you strip that away, uh, do you think we'd see the same trend? No, I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, there, 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 there's quite a number um, of factors that we, um, you and I, and also um, the other analysts that you have in your show, we've discussed at length. Mm. I, um, I guess the biggest one that is the fact that there is no economic activity uh, in South Africa. There is no economic growth that is in South Africa. Um, hence, we are seeing um, one slowdown in, in price increases uh, and also um, the unintended consequence out of where now we're actually not spending because we're almost... Uh, you could you could almost say that someone um, is betting that the prices are going to come down again next month. Mm. So why buy them now? Type of thing. Yes. Uh, so that actually doesn't feed uh, doesn't feed positively out into the economy. Mm. Okay, all right. And uh, I want us now to take a look at this partnership here between some of the banks and the regulators uh, to try and deal with some of the I guess more nefarious elements uh, that hover around our financial systems. What's happening here? 
Um, so, look, it, it, I guess the, 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 the reaction is, um, um, is warranted in a sense that if you have the, um, the FATF um, coming into the country and doing a mutual evaluation um, of our um, existing measures, um, then, and, and also the fact that if you look at the, the latest report uh, from, our, uh, from our regulator or from the financial um, intelligence center, which indicates that we still continue um, to lose, um, uh, to, to lose um, between 10 and 25 billion um, US dollars um, annually um, in terms of illicit flows uh, within, within the financial within the financial sector. Um, so basically, um, one needs to remember that um, for, for money to, let's say, um, leave our shores, it has to go through a banking system. Mm. Um, and now what you have is, um, at the forefront, you have Treasury, um, you have voluntarily the banking, uh, the, 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 the major banks in the country, uh, and also you have and also you have the, the, the other stakeholders as well um, coming together to uh, coming together to 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 to, to form this task force. Mm. It's called um, it's called what uh, Samlet. Uh, that's uh, that's what this short for um, South African uh, money laundering. Um, sorry, just don't get the sorry, just forget now the, the the remainder of that. So basically, what's happening now is we already have the the, the measures. Um, in place, which actually um, are supposed to counter this, um, and what um, then the FATF um, has done is basically coming into the country and double checking if we are ticking every box. Mm. But remember, we are also a member of the global community. Uh, in fact, within our industry, um, you you hardly find 12 months going by without having your compliance uh, or anyone else who deals with clients' money without having to go for a um, a, a training. Sure, basically, sure, in sure. terms of we you know we we are required to know where Kumar gets his money. Uh, Please don't tell him he's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, we are required. We we are required to know exactly and also can identify that. Same sure. goes for the banks, um, to a point that banks, they have systems where uh, they can actually flag certain transactions where if it's about a, a certain threshold, um, then there needs to be explanation in yeah, terms of where the yeah. funds are going or where they are coming. And Pinda, especially when it comes to some of these you know, people that are called PEPs, right? Uh, politically exposed in, uh, people. Uh, I mean, I've seen some of the, these uh, you know, FICA documents doing the rounds, these forms that they ask you to fill out. Uh, where they ask you all manner of questions. I mean, are you the president of the country? Are you a premier of a province? Are you all of these, uh, you know, political roles? Or are you close to anybody in some of those roles? Uh, and I guess it's part and parcel of some of the controls that you're talking about. I want us to pause there for a second. And uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, some of the issues that are happening here in relation to uh, the Zimbabwe energy supply and also uh, uh, we'll uh, take a look at what is happening there and uh, more importantly uh, with the results that came out from uh, Pumelela last week, uh, what that means for the future sustainability of that sector. The journey. Business, business wrap of the day. Seven minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. And you tuned in to Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabonga Tawe. And we're taking a look at the top business and investment stories that are moving markets on this Wednesday. And joining me to do this is Head of Trading at Merit Securities, Pinda Mangoloti. Now, Pinda, what's going on in Zimbabwe with the energy supply? I mean, we do know that Zesa 
which is the uh, utility there in uh, uh, Zimbabwe. Welcome, Ziligas. Uh, often, uh, I guess, imports you know electricity from us here in South Africa. I think four thousand megawatts worth. And uh, we had one caller yesterday actually suggesting to us that uh, there's a lot that we can learn as South Africans uh, in the story or the journey of decline that uh, Zesa, as the Zimbabwean utility, has experienced, and in particular. Uh, the impact that uh, that has had on the thermal power station all the way out in Wange. But uh, it seems now that uh, the um, load shedding might uh, even lead to rolling blackouts there. Yeah. Um, in fact, in fact if, you, um, if, you, if, you, if you look at the, the Zimbabwe story, it's almost um, South Africa but 10 times more, or South Africa with a different flag. Um, because if you if you look at um, if you look at uh, um, the, the the issues that they face, um, same as us, uh, it's almost it's almost a replica of us with a different state-owned entity. Um, we basically Zessa, um, as it is right now, cannot um, meet the, the 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 peak demand of 1,700 megawatts um, that the economy of Zimbabwe requires. Um, in fact, their subsidiaries they produce. Um, or rather they generate just about um, what just below half of that. And as you said on your introduction, that they, um, they then um, import um, from, uh, from South Africa, specifically from, uh, from, from our own um, um, utility, um, ESCOM, uh, where they import about 400 megawatts. Um, this was, I think, was confirmed by I think this um, this afternoon uh, when there was that pressure mm. um, from uh, from Eskom. Um So, so what's happening now is remember Zimbabwe one we it's it, it, it's a bit worse compared to what we are experiencing locally um, because um, locally we're still going with you know rotation of four hours here and then. Um, depending on which stage we are in, mm. um, the, you know, uh, whereas in Zimbabwe it started with something like 18 hours, to now they start pushing it out to about an entire day, basically, mm-hmm. um, which then gives you an idea of how uh, of how constrained um, uh, the Zimbabwean um, electricity um, generation capacity is. Right, and I mean, it's it, it's quite bad. It's quite bad because they 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 mentioned the fact that they are faced with failing infrastructure, yes. uh, which breaks down every now and then. Where have we had that story from? Right, mm. uh, and which <laughs> which needs maintenance. Right, and the fact that unfortunately natural disaster now in a form of drought, which has now um, reduced their op- output um, from their hydro uh, hydro plant. Right, and um, at this stage, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there is an interim solution um, because remember, with their contract with uh, um, or yeah, the, the contract with Eskom is that if Eskom does have the access um, capacity, then they will sell it to 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 Zimbabwe. However, if Eskom does not have that, then Zimbabwe unfortunately is left in the dark right, mm-hmm. as what what is currently happening right now. Um, there is there is a, there is something which is rather promising um, in a sense that they are also Chinese. We can now involve within uh, you know within uh, the, the, the 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 power um, sector in Zimbabwe, which are looking to add about 700 megawatts. But that's something that's probably going to be rolled out in the next two three years. Uh, and also the fact that Zimbabwe is going to be um, investing in another hydro plant uh, again in uh, you know in in years down the line. Uh, which uh, which hopefully would sort of go a long way in terms of um, seeing the the current constraint within the within the economic system in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And 
let's maybe take a look uh, and now at another sector which is uh, probably coming across some really bad news here and uh, that is the uh, horse racing industry i think coming under a lot of pressure from other new forms of betting uh, and in particular sports betting and of course all of that also now happening online as well it certainly has taken away some of the luster uh, from a uh, an industry that uh, you know i remember back in the day big six and uh, you would see uh, people speak about that and even in the newspapers you would see a lot of that uh, but it seems now that this particular industry has fallen on hard times and uh, that might uh, i guess ring some of the uh, final bells for many of the race courses that we have i mean when was the last time you heard about turfentine um that's a good question uh, in fact it could even be uh, one could actually even expand um or the reverse the question back to you when was the last time you actually um visited a race horse and also and also right now if we were to look at the apps that you have the betting apps that you mm. have is there one that particularly looks at horse racing mm. right, other than the other sporting um codes like soccer like the the sevens which is coming up um like the golf the net bank that just um finished uh what mm. a couple of weeks ago right, so basically that, that that that's that that's the other reason I mean, I think yeah. the other reason m- might be that people are a lot more conscious of animal rights and, uh, you know, a bit more progressive when it comes to that. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It looks really, really archaic to me. I mean, when I, when I look at polo and I look at even horse racing, I mean, but maybe that's me. Maybe that's just me. And uh, uh, there is still demand for this maybe globally. But it seems here in South Africa that many of these guys are battling. Yeah, absolutely. Locally, um, as as can be seen from the Pumelela um, results, which they reported was about 98 million rand, which was in line with what they mm. were um, they had guided the market. Um, but if you look at their offshore operations, now it comes back to um, of the, the the local operations or the local scene uh, versus the international international one. There's there's still there's still um, what channels which are dedicated to to live races. Uh, be it the weekend or be it the uh, or, or, or weekdays, whereas mm. locally, um, if you, if, I mean, if you take away the Devon July and if you take away the the, the opening race um, um, in the calendar um, down in Cape Town, um, what else actually attracts a lot of people uh, into that besides the older generation, which we already mentioned about, uh, and also, I mean, if you if you look at um, for example, um, would you, um, I personally know of anyone of your closest um, associate who either has an interest or even owns a racehorse. Uh, mm. so, so these are some of the challenges which are facing um, Pumelela um, and as, as we've seen with, the, uh, with, with their results. And also the, the, the other thing actually did, uh, did um, knock them quite hard um, in their last results um, is the fact that the, the, the gaming board, the Gauteng gaming board, they, um, they pulled a levy in which, um, in which uh, Pumelela used to participate at about 50% uh-huh. of that. There is a levy of 6%, uh, which is levied um, on the winnings. If you and I, we were to bet and then we uh-huh. win, then there's a level of 6% that's charged on those, uh, where the, the, the board will take half and then Pumelela then will be due that one. That one has been withdrawn. So adding to the financial rules, um, basically, of uh, of this particular company. Yo, yo, yo. Certainly a tough one there. And uh, I guess maybe it's a perfect opportunity here, Pinda, for uh, the industry to also transform in a manner that would allow, uh, the next time you ask me that question of, you know, do you have friends who, uh, who own a horse or who are interested in this space? I might be able yeah. to come, but it's, hey, come on, 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 come on
uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, some tough times for the uh, horse racing fraternity. But Masishi Apum Dagaman Ngoloti, and uh, I wish you all the best compliments of the season. And of course, safe travels as uh, you make it uh, to the uh, 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 many corners of this country. And uh, I know you're certainly one traveler. <laughs> Same to you, brother. Awesome stuff. That there was Pinda Mangoloti, head of trading at Merit Securities, helping us to wrap up our top business stories on this Wednesday. Business wrap of the day.